A cumbering cake. Oh, great. Let's have a look. Ooh, it's big. Oh, it's obscene. Well, it's obviously a mistake. It must be for a Bucks party. Oh, Susan, let's not jump to heteronormative conclusions. Thank you, Carl. Maybe we can change them into something else, like big cherries. Meet the Kennedys at Lassiter's Hall at the Waterhole. A cup of tea at Harold Sonia's nursery for a stroll. It's time to neighbors. CJ Conveyor. Let's get the neighbors. Hello, this is Neighbors. We are the Neighbors Recap Podcast, and we recap episodes of the Aussie Soap Neighbors just to help you out because we need to break break them apart, figure out what, what the greater meaning is to it all, to life in Erinsborough. And I am Vaya. I am in Melbourne's Pirate Net Studios. I have trouble suspending disbelief and I have dialed in to CJ the Hot Mess Mum, Catherine Jones. Hello. Welcome. Hello. And Kate, who's removed on Twitter. Hello. Hi, everybody. And um, I want to just kick off quickly Something nice or fun about your week, just because we're halfway through lockdown, we're just going to soldier on, but I joined a choir this week. That was my fun thing. <laughs> oh, cool. over the internet. That's so wonderful. How did you find out about it? Uh, a friend of mine that's in it posted a video link of one of their virtual projects. They sang Cindy Lauper's True Colours, and I love Cindy Lauper. And if you Google Grace Notes Singers... Cindy Lauper, you'll see the song. And I just went, I want to do that. And she goes, okay. And so I joined. <laughs> oh, good on you. But um, it's over video link and we have to mute ourselves because we can't all hear each other at the same time. So we sing it on mute and we record ourselves and then they play it back. So it's terrifying because you're essentially singing to your room to yourself with wow. no one else around you. <laughs> that is terrifying. Yeah. But – that's wonderful. Yeah, it's what, cute. what a nice way to spend ISO. So anyway, that's my COVID pivot. Well, that's 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 a lovely pivot. Um, I homeschooling two days a week, and so yesterday we made a volcano out of um, plaster and painted it, and tomorrow we're going to put lava in it. Just like a TV wow. sitcom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like a sitcom. Actually, I think because television is the large reference for my life, that's what I act like. I guess I'm out of like, I don't know, probably one of those half an hour comedies where the husband's like a garbage person. Yeah. <laughs> what the, is, is Hamish going to listen to you describing him as a garbage person? And you're the hot wife. Yeah, I'm the hot wife and he's like, he works at the, you know, at the factory or so, like yeah. one of those shows, you know. Yeah. So he's yeah. the Please. schlub and you're the hottie. Yeah. Why not? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> How about you, Kate? Have you had a, have you had a, um, they call it the mountain, the mountain and the river of the week. Have you had your mountain? Um, well, I think probably my mountains were. Um, I've I've finished a couple of my lockdown goals already. Oh, I love these. Wait till you hear them, CJ. I was going to say, at, at risk of opening myself up to further mockery from Ms. Pashos, <laughs> I have finally finished Inspector Morse, which was a trial, to be honest, because Inspector Morse is no endeavour even though they are technically the same person. And um, also I finished season seven of MASH. So I've already started season eight and I'm, I'm hoping to get up to, well, I'll probably finish season nine now of MASH by the end of lockdown. 
And then you'll be ready to. And then you'll be ready to hit the eighties. Oh no! I've actually I've been thinking about what I should listen watch next, um, because my husband doesn't really want to revisit Mash all the time, um, and on Foxtel they've got that. Um, is that I'll be back in the dark? The the documentary se- series about um, the East Area rapist, original night stalker, Golden State Killer. Oh, that sounds like a good time. <laughs> well, it's definitely going to be an after the kids have gone to bed thing. We years ago we listened to um, the like a six part series about it on Case File, which was the most um, kind of grueling podcasting experience that I've ever listened to because he um, he respected every single victim and, and described every single crime. And um, yeah, that was before it was actually, um, they, they actually found out who he was. So we were kind of invested in it from then. Do you know what I love that I opened this up to kind of give us a little bright spot to, to distract from lockdown and Kate takes us to the pits of hell? It's, <laughs> it's, it's been released worldwide. This is something to connect with our UK listeners too because I'm sure they'll be able to listen to it too. Well, watch well, it. To bring, to bring it back up, I've been enjoying um, a show we found on HBO Max called Selena Plus Chef and it's Selena Gomez getting celebrity chefs to teach her how to cook and they're all on video link from their kitchens and it's adorable and it's precious and I'm going to roast a chicken this weekend because Selena Gomez wow. roasted a chicken. Are you going to do it along with her? I, I, I like that for you. Oh, thanks. Oh, well, I've already watched it. I feel like I got the gist. I don't need to watch it again. But, um, she, yeah, it's, she's cooking along with a celebrity chef. And her, grandma, her grandparents are there and they help her out and it's cute. But Neighbours, obviously, is the greatest palate cleanser of them all. Let's do Neighbours Council business. The business again. Firstly, we have neglected to mention a couple of things recently. Firstly, Redbubble. Redbubble.com slash NeighboursPod is where you can buy our merch. And you can get face masks with humorous content on them to give people a bit of a buck up. So you can have Kate Witch saying, patented Kate Remude saying, can you get on a face mask? The second saddest in Erinsborough. Second saddest B, we've cleaned it up a little. And the other saying, CJ? Um, it's our names. Oh, yes, yes, yes. And my favourite is Another Dark Day for Erinsborough <gasps> Hospital. Of course. I love that. And to get a Kate put that straight on a face mask, which I love because to just put it on the sort of medical look of a face mask. Yeah. <laughs> it's excellent. <laughs> and friend of the pod, Bechdahl, got got that logo on a mug, coffee mug. So it looks like she's swiped one of Erinsborough Hospital's mugs for her own kitchen. It's great. That's wonderful. And she posted that she had some wine in it on the Perfect. council. So That's on brand. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so have a look at that if that's up your alley. And um, patreon.com, going to add a little feature because it's just one of the main features of Patreon is that we podcast weekly thanks to all the patrons. The, but we're going to chuck them a little love and save one of the storylines from the week just for them. And I don't know why it's taken me so long to think of that. But it just did. For some reason, it didn't occur to me that we could save a plot point just for patrons. But we are. So have a listen. I'll chuck it up there. And so what are we going to discuss this week? We're going to save, I think you want to go on a little rant, Kate, but the Nicolette Castle Grace on uh, wow. household from hell. I've got some strong thoughts about her and I'm wanting to vent them. <laughs> And that's for patreon.com slash neighbourspod. And thank you to um, Hayden who joined the Neighbours Council 
answering the question, where do you listen to podcasts, Hayden just says, Jim. That's oh, it. That's I, hardcore. I guess, Hayden, are you at a gym? I Can you tell me what it feels like to be <laughs> at a gym? I would love to go to a gym. Just go stand in your shed, CJ. Um, and finally, we neglected last week to discuss some casting announcements that in that Bachelor Tim Robards is unable to complete his tenure on Neighbours because of border closures in Australia and he's got um, a baby on the way so he's not about to, you know, quarantine away from his wife. So he's – and I didn't even realise he was set to leave the show so soon but he will no, be – No, neither did I. Yeah, he'll be replaced with who, Kate? Don Haney. Oh, so you say Haney, I say Haney. Let's call the whole thing off. Oh, Okay, controversial. We'll have to we'll get on the, the Googles with that one. And how, how would we know him? Well, we'd know him personally from his acting roles in Offspring, from the first season of Offspring, where he was like, he held every, um, you know, woman's heart in Melbourne or Australia because he was just beautiful and quite sexy and a mysterious doctor. And oh, actually it feels like, side note, are you getting kind of like a vibe here, like with the maybe Victoria's chief health officer? <laughs> Yes. Like did he did he hold our heart in the same way that Brett, Professor Brett Sutton does? I think I prefer Brett Sutton to Don Harney. I know we get to but see him every day. We'll um we'll chuck a few um greatest hits of Brett Sutton's work in the Neighbours Council because Ooh. here in Victoria we're getting daily press conferences from our premier, joined by the chief health officer, and let's Holy just say crap. there's some Redbubble stores that have created some odes to. There's, a, the, oh, there's like a Facebook group, which is called Brett Sutton is Hot. And every day, every time he's on um, a press conference, like people like take stills of his like his best expressions. Yeah. And oh. we've got to make our own fun down here. And actually, there was a bit of a neighbour's tie-in with him today because um, Magda Zubansky has made a, um, a an ad for the government basically talking about being in isolation, like in character as Sharon Streslecki from Kath and Kim. And um, it's quite cute and it's kind of meant to get everyone's spirits up. He tweeted her, you know, saying, thanks, Sharon, from Brett, Bretty Brett. Oh, that is really cute. <laughs> and then she retweeted that, like, basically dying because she was, like, so in love with him. So there you go. He's turning um, queer women straight too. What the power of that man. Anyway, let's circle back to Don Haney because <laughs> he, he was also in East West 101, which was a fantastic series on SBS, but he's also married to another actor, Vaya. Yes. Who? He is with Aylan Sumawata, who we know as... Vanessa Vellante. So it's just, there, it all comes back to Aaronsborough. Because I love it at the time when, you know, we're all kind of in love with him on Offspring... When it came out, oh my god, he's he's Vanessa's husband in real life. And Rose in the council has nicknamed this scenario Fierce, fake Pierce. So Fierce will be played by a new character. We're I think we're pretty excited. It's not gonna be like Faklin. This is gonna be Yeah. I think it's a nice experiment to see how another actor takes and runs with this character. It would be interesting to see whether um Maybe that they might think of bringing him back. He's like he's a very good actor. So. I mean, it depends what the budget is. I True. reckon Don Harney would cost a pretty penny. <laughs> but no, times are tough in the Melbourne, um, you know, acting community right now. Oh, surely, you're right. it's neighbours or nothing. It's neighbours or um, 
singing songs in your lounge room to yourself. I reckon they should go knocking on um, Guy Pierce's door. <laughs> yeah, so of course um, Tim Robards put a video out about how he was leaving the show and he just like, because basically he didn't get to say goodbye to everyone because he went into isolation for the last few weeks and then it was announced. And so he just said a goodbye and said he was going to be with his um, his wife and soon-to-be child and it was just really nice and sweet and, you know, he doesn't yeah. have to be an actor anymore if he doesn't want to be. <laughs> no, and I've been in, I enjoy ragging on Pierce. He's become a good scapegoat. So I, I think it will be a loss. This is business. It's not personal. Right. Now, Deep Dive is coming up Friday, August the 21st. We're going to firstly chat about what happened at the start of the week at Castle Grayson while we're there. And this will be a Patreon-only chat. Take a deep breath, relax, and unwind with a relaxation treatment at the Lasseter's Day Spa. Let your worries leave your body and cleanse your mind as the tension of the day evaporates into the air. But hurry, you have to use your voucher before it expires and it's the only type of transaction we accept. Pause your day, cancel your responsibilities, drop everything and get down here or you'll never relax again. The Lasseter's Day Spa. Stress less. But put a rocket up ya. Now, before we talk about Friday, we lost a character this week. In young Emmett Donaldson is his last name. Like Mary Donaldson, the princess. Or Rebecca Donaldson, who's um, in the news this week. Poor Aunt Becky. No sympathy. Um, I was quite stunned because a few weeks ago I was all ready for Emmett and Brentonato DiCaprio to hit the credits. I thought they were on board. I thought they were new cast members at the Branaka house. But no, they were just transient. Yeah, it turns out they had an auntie who um, was willing to take them on. Auntie ex machina. <laughs> um, but, you know, I'm, I'm glad. I mean, that's the end. You know, it's one of the endpoints for fostering, isn't it, that they end up in family care, if not their own, you know, um, parents, but within like a, the family unit that they, they're all born into. Arnie Linda, why did you not move back from New Zealand before to look after your nephews? When they needed you, why did you wait for your sister to ask you? It's easy. They were in hard lockdown. <laughs> Jacinta w- wouldn't let her leave. Yeah, Jacinta's a hard ass about it. Yeah. But also, think about Mackenzie's aunt. She just moved to WA. That's further away than New Zealand. <laughs> no, I was just, I was really disappointed with um, David and to a lesser extent Aaron's reaction to this because this is the best outcome for Emmett to be part of his family. You're allowed to be sad and mourn the fact that you don't have this person in your life anymore. That's fair. But you don't don't need to sulk about it. But it left on such a sour note because Mummet was being really vindictive in that moment. Like, you've got to be with family and it doesn't matter what you think and now I'm going to get to see you whenever I want. And it it sort of left them in this volatile position with the mother. But I, I, don't, I just don't think they're prepared enough or maybe temperamentally suited to be um, the foster parents. Oh, Darren, it, we're all over the shop. Yeah, but, I mean, they're going to learn from this, this experience. That's the whole point. So they didn't do anything bad to poor old Emmett and they've just, <laughs> you know, they're learning. They're learning. Well, <laughs> they're learning on the job, you know. He just stumbled into all those problems. He just... 
uh, got behind in school, got suspended, fell off a roof, whatever. That's just he just had a clumsy couple of weeks. Yeah, he did. That's quite sad when you put it that like that. Well, the poor kid had to change schools for them because he was kind of emotionally blackmailed into yeah. it. I, I felt. I found it really surprising the way that all ended, given the way it started with all like Deborah Lee Finesse's charity involvement and like a really positive light they were shining on it. And then it ended with the foster parents were dismal failures and the child was emotionally distraught and was really cut up about going back to a family member. And it was just really hollow for me at the end. I wonder if it's again kind of the the COVID um you know, mm. filming clash, you know, that sort of thing where he's a child actor and they were probably looking to, you know, get rid of the child actors. And I did appreciate that they did get as many people on the street as they could for his farewell and then they did do a cutaway hug where he, Emmett reached in for David and then we just cut away and assumed that they hugged. You, you know what I, I had to rewind a couple of times to listen to? When he was talking to Paul, he said, say bye to Nana Therese for me. Oh. Nana Therese. Who'd have thought she'd ever be Nana Therese? I mean, she yeah. forgets. She's got a couple of grandkids up in Queensland. Oh, she does. Whoops. <laughs> Wouldn't she be Yaya Therese? Well, it's a choice. I, well, and it's not always a choice. I forced my mum to be Yaya. I um, hmm. foisted that upon her. I didn't give her a choice because I just thought it was cute. But my grandmother went, was always Nana. She didn't want to be Yaya. She thought it made her sound old. So I had a nana and a yaya in Greece. And yep. then when I was pregnant, I got my mum a bracelet that says yaya on it. And so she couldn't change. She couldn't change from there. I want to discuss the big marquee storyline of the week that came to a head on Friday. It was amping up on Thursday. And then on Friday, there's an amazing scene where Pufferfish Rebecca opens the door to his shed that he's squatting in. Um, to come down from his drug high and there's his brother Toadie to pick up the pieces in the middle of nowhere. And it was another drive scene, like the when Sonia died. Yeah, it was um, – they looked like they were entering the pearly gates actually. There was a bit of mm. dubious green screen happening back there. But I loved all the stuff in the car where Toadie was hauling him his ass back down to Melbourne. But – I know that Kate's jumping out of her seat to deal with some geographical issues here. We, we should probably just address it. Yeah. Okay, hang on. Let me just find my screenshots. Okay, so as Louise raised in the council, um, Burke isn't just in New South Wales across the border. It's up the top of New South Wales near Queensland. Right. So the opposite side from Victoria. And um, Melbourne to Burke is pretty much a 1,000 kilometres. How many hours in the car? Oh, oh, I mean, 11, 12, I'd say. Yeah, well, that, that would include pit stops, I reckon. Puffy is meant to have taken off what, on what we think is a drive to Colac. So he set out on what is like a two-hour, two-and-a-half-hour drive from Erinsborough and instead ends up at the back of Burke. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, and he makes reference to Tody that he's at his old house because he said, I lost this place. Yeah, you gave it away, mate. You turned up to Erinsborough and bought the cafe business and the lease to Lauren's house and was like, and then you were like, okay, wife, you're coming down to down south. 
Um, but also, they lived in a shed. <laughs> I'm, well, I'm assuming so, there was a family in the house going about their business, so he didn't want to disturb them, so he just parked himself in the shed. It was, it was like Slumdog Millionaire or something. Like, what What the hell? You lived in a shanty in Burke? Oh, my God. How did you even, like, know how to live in a suburban house in Erinsborough with a pool? No, but, Kate, I'm picturing that that they've sold their house so there's a, there's an actual family home that a family now lives in that he can't just knock on the door and go, excuse me, I need somewhere to come <laughs> no, down. No, no, work with me, Vaya, because I feel like Puffy would have come down to Erinsborough, taken one look at the dugout and gone, jeez, this is pretty fancy. It's better than I, I'm, I'm used to. And then Lauren's like, it comes with a few more bedrooms. There was a lot of insights we got in this episode and I appreciated that we learnt that he came to Burke fresh out of prison. Dippy was living there. He met her and that she straightened him out and she gave him purpose. I feel like Dippy, Dippy, if, if they've just had their 20th anniversary, Dippy must have been, what, graduating primary school when they first met? He was lucky not to go straight back in the, the slammer. <laughs> We're going to assume that there's a bit of leeway. She, maybe she was like 18 or something. She was like Ned and Yashvi, so he can stop oh. throwing stones. I'm just feeling, I feel for her father. Imagine the absolute horror yeah. of your probably underage daughter hooking up with some jailbird loser. Well, he definitely got his comeuppance then, didn't he? Mm-hmm. Because he did the same thing. And I did appreciate that he acknowledged that, look look at where I am now. I'm living in my little brother's house. Um, I can't support myself and I'm trying to get through uni to prove myself. Oh, yeah, but still, mate, you're not in prison. Like, you have a heap further depths than this. Yeah. Reoffending rate's really high. So he's actually a success story, really, isn't he? Yeah. yeah. He's given talks at Goodwood. Yes. Oh, no, Warren or. Warren or, yeah. Um, no, no mansplaining needed at Goodwood. <laughs> Imagine. <laughs> um, but I was looking up, how the hell did Toadie get there so quickly? Because that's, that is like, if he was going to drive, um, that was a long way. Because, so what's happened is the night before, um, everyone's starting to get a bit suspicious because they haven't heard from Shane and it's the anniversary big dude t- tomorrow. And it, uh, half of the cast are like, it's fine. He'll be here. It's puffy, old, reliable. And the other half is like, I don't know, something a bit fishy going on. And Roxy finally... Um, loses control of the big secret and tells Kyle, um, like, well, she gets a phone call from Puffy and he's not coping and he's like, I need you to come help me. She's like, where are you? He's like, I'm just 10, 11 hours away. Don't worry about it. And she's packing a bag and Kyle's like, where are you going? She's like, just New South Wales. No biggie. Um, and then so she can well, also, also like all of us are going, well, good luck getting across the Murray, mate, because you're not getting into New South Wales. Gladys Berejiklian's going to have a few things to say to you at the border, sweetheart. Puffy's saying he's he's having withdrawals, he's not coping, he's going to do something stupid. And then Roxy confesses to Coyle he's been on speed and he's addicted and I have to help him. And thank God Toadie walks in at that point and we can only assume Roxy's filled him in. Otherwise, it was like it was like the Scooby gang. Roxy, <laughs> Roxy and... um. I'll make Kyle, we're going to go. And no, at no point did Coyle mention to Toadie, look, you better hurry him back because they're planning a surprise party for the happy couple to celebrate 20 years of wedded bliss. Nah, don't worry about it. <laughs> so, 
they should have been going to Mackenzie and saying, you need to cancel this straight away. Oh, I've, I've, I've got a massive rant ready about this ridiculous party. It's their 20th anniversary. Oh, who cares? I'm sorry. They don't care. I don't care. It's a milestone. It's not a huge milestone. It's but whatever. Like, give it up, Mackenzie. Nobody's in for it. It, the telling moment was when their daughter didn't care. She's like, I've got to go take a work shift. She's not even dressed in her police uniform. <laughs> she just made up the worst lie ever. And like, and Mackenzie's like, oh, okay, cool. She's like, this sounds boring. My boyfriend's getting his kid off in, in the shed, in the bloody backpackers. I'm going over there. I reckon <laughs> until you're hitting the 40th, 50th anniversary, yeah, like, yeah, have a party then, whatever. Yeah, you, you've, you've done the hard yards. CJ had to remind me that it was my 20-year high school reunion this year and it got cancelled because of COVID and I didn't realise or care. <laughs> but, like, an anniversary is a thing between a couple. It's not even with their children as well. Like, I just say to my parents, oh, if I remember, happy anniversary. Um, but that's it. And they didn't even make it a plot point. Like, they, they didn't even have Mackenzie say, look, I came from a broken home, my mum's dead, I like, so I'm... They didn't even have, have her come to a realisation going, oh, shit, I'm investing too much in these people I barely know. Maybe I need to ask myself some home truths. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, I did some further research because I was like, how the hell is Toadie getting to bloody Burke? So I hopped on the Googles and found out there's actually, look, and it's hard to tell because of COVID shutting down pretty much every regional airline, um, what planes fly in and out of Burke. And there's a, there's a, Apparently it only connects to Dubbo, which is also in rural New South Wales. And there's flights from Melbourne Essendon Airport. And so they fly on Tuesdays at 12.40 to Dubbo. And you can get a, a flight for 300 bucks, basically. And then the following day on the Wednesday at 8.30am, you can fly from Dubbo to Burke for 195 bucks. How long would it take you to drive from Dubbo to Burke? Oh, I don't know. I mean, it's oh, maybe like four hours. So this so is he, not like he can just pop over there in the middle of the night. As Toadie said, he took a cheeky flight in in the middle of the night. Well, yeah. I mean, but the, the funny thing was I was looking at the, the actual planes they use on the Dubbo Burke route and that's like you're flying with the flying doctors. It's not a big plane. But LJ and I in the Neighbours Council solved it because she reckons that um, since Toady confirmed it was a secret middle of the night flight, perhaps a private jet. And so I reckon maybe I reckon maybe he knocked on the Castle Grace on door at 2 a.m. and was like, excuse me, money bags supreme. Uh, I would like you to arrange a private jet for me to my brother's house or to my brother's shed. <laughs> and then if Pierce said no, he'd be like, remember that time I went to your island and <laughs> I was stabbed and left on a beach to die? He's like, you make a good point, sir. <laughs> the jet will be prepared within the hour. <laughs> also, Roxy hung up before he gave her the address of the shed. So there's some amazing pieces that were put together. Imagine but, how many other sheds he looked in. <laughs> it was it was like when Aaron went to Paris. Toadie was just opening up sheds all through <laughs> Burke till he found. Why did why did he go to Paris? Oh, to, to do something that he could have done easily on bloody Google Street View. He's looking for a yellow door from the photo. From Was it Hamish's? Hamish's oh, missus, I think. No, right. Uh, yeah. Okay, okay. Um, let's Exhausting. do a little shout. 
let's give Cogs a little shout though. P- um, Puffy, Shane, Rebecca, what a performance on Friday. He he looks fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> he is coming down off every jug that is available on the street all at once. And has been like slammed into a car door, been dragged through the streets, collected <laughs> I, mud and dirt. I took a video of his scene from Thursday and put it, tweeted it saying it was train spotting to Aaronsborough. I, it really was. I remember when I used to write um, CD reviews, I picked up a CD one week and the editor said, I want you to really feel that album when you write the review. And I was like, I don't know what you mean. And I went home and I reviewed it sober. <laughs> and afterwards um, I realised that he meant, oh, I meant to do a whole lot of drugs to find even anywhere near what that person should be feeling. I don't, Nicholas Coughlin, he has gone to some depths to play this role, you know? I was expecting to find him crawling out of a toilet. Yeah. And one of my highlights was when, we'll get back to it, but Toadie drags him back to Melbourne and they walk into the pub and he sees Dippy and she talks to him like that's her normal husband that's walked through the door. She's like, hey, doll, happy anniversary. I'm like, Mate, he looks like he's been hit by a truck. He, he, I reckon from a metre away you'd be like, what is that smell? It's pungent. <laughs> you smell like lawnmower fuel and fertiliser. Have you been rolling, sleeping on a bag of blood and bone? And then when she hauls him into the cafe and then there's Carl Kennedy on his Pat Malone strumming, strumming. <laughs> Which I have to say, if my husband's ever going to organise some sort of anniversary dinner, if it's just him and me... And Alan Fletcher over in the corner. <laughs> I would be fucking wrapped. I just, and I'm sorry, Phil, I would not be paying attention to you. I'd just be sitting there just kind of like maybe holding his hand and just smiling at Alan. Just going, Phil, that's on. an adorable idea. And I actually got a sponsored post from Carl, um, Alan Fletcher's cameo account. So you could probably arrange that. <laughs> I think people should get Alan Fletcher's cameo to just tell them nice things. So I got a, I got a message before one of the Hemsworth brothers um, just telling me I was really, I've done really well at life. Like <laughs> that, that came like, through to one of my um, Facebook mums groups as well. Yeah, yeah, it's going about. But I got one of them before. I would love one of them from Doctor Carl, wouldn't you? Like he's so reassuring, oh, so positive. Yeah. Anyway, that was a great end. But we there were a few scenes leading up to that where Toadie basically drags his brother into the car and he's like, "We're going back home." And they've got the whole car ride for Toadie to just tell his brother some home truths. And one of the most heartbreaking moments when he said, look, I've held Sonia's hand through this before, okay? I know how this goes. You've got to trust me and this is what you've got to do. You're going to let us see what I've become. So, I mean, what's the alternative? You stay here and you abandon your family. <laughs> you don't know how this feels. You're right. I don't. But I've held Sonia's hand through this before. And I know more about recovery than what you do. And if you honestly want to get better, then you have to be brutally honest with yourself and everyone you love. I can't let her see me. Okay, all right. Enough. Up. What are you doing? Take me home. Where are your kids? No, I need more time. No. Now. Um, and you're an addict and you've got to admit that. And he's like, no, I'm not, not going to. And he, you know, he called Dippy and he's like, you got to tell your wife. And he goes, nah. And the lies were just piling on and piling on. 
um, yeah, I, I, I was impressed with how Toadie held it together. I would have just been, if I was his brother, I'd be punching him at that stage. And then, so now Richie knows something's up and we don't know yet what his involvement is. Cause he keeps oh. saying to Mackenzie, Hey, um, maybe we shouldn't throw a party. And he really takes his sweet time to say, because I think your guardian might be on drugs. Yeah. And she still wants to throw the party. Oh, God. Mackenzie and this party, man. Don't you reckon what happened? Remember how Puffy called Richie out into the backyard a month or yeah. so ago and it was like all sus? Do you reckon while they're out there he's like, oh, mate, do you know where I can score some pills? Hey, hey, come on, yeah. Richie's just like, I'm a solid upstanding citizen, sir. Maybe Richie's like Pinkman in this Breaking Bad scenario. He's Pinkman and Puffy's Walter White and they're going at this operation together. In the in the bloody um, the dugout. Yeah. <laughs> that was why he got the place to begin with, you said, Kate. He knew yeah. about this all along. Oh, shit. That would be an amazing retcon if it went back that far. Um, now, I want to do a little sidestep over to the, can't call it the Tanak Packers anymore, but the Backpackers, the artist colony, um, where Ned Willis, oh, boy, he's had some financial woes. He wants to put an exhibition on, like, tomorrow. So let's re let's really let's unpack that. So he wants to put an exhibition on. He doesn't have any work for it, ready for it yet. He's just had a mere idea that he liked the way he felt when everyone saw the mural of of Sonia. So he wants to feel like that all the time. So he's just going to make make um, portraits of his neighbours, I guess. And he just really wants, he's just got a, his Refidex out and he's thumbing through to see who else has died that he could paint and he settles on Gary. But you know my favourite part of, you know, people loved the Sonia mural because they loved Sonia. They didn't love it because of Ned. No. I wonder if um, Gary's, you know, portrait will really ooze out what, his secret was like, I wonder if it'll just be of his package. Yeah. Or just him in a really flexible position. Mm. A little ladybird on his shoulder. Oh yeah. Just looking down at it. Kate, there's that beautiful artwork of Jacinda Ardern out your way. Yeah. On a silo. Should we get him painting silos? Yeah. People love her. And so they love that painting. We don't go, oh gee, that, you know. Ruby person who made that. I think it was Ruby. I'm not sure. But yeah, like, but I have to look, I, I rarely praise Ned, but I think he's right. I think portraiture is his, um, his, you know, his art skill, certainly not doing plaster busts of people. And what other crap has he done? Well, he makes, he makes soft porn now as well. Oh, look, I have to say, look, he's all right at modelling and he's all right at bunging the black and white filter on things to make his shitty photos look better. Yeah. Yeah. He's all right. <laughs> that is high praise from Kate, I gotta say. So he's he's good with the I don't think he could use Photoshop, but I think just like you're saying, filter. He's an influencer. I just feel like go to art school, maybe do some sort of generalist arts course where you work out which is your your strong point. You just do a short course, mate. Get on Skillshare. Yeah, and then when you find what you want to do, he could go and study that thing, right? Yeah, then stop being um, the bloody porter at the hotel. Then go, hey, I'm going to take 
um, you know, I'm going to drop down to maybe like, you know, a day a week that I'll work at the hotel and the rest of it I'll devote to my artistic studies and art and God, he's a loser. No, but he's, look, this is his own COVID pivot, all right? He's got his Fandangle account set up and he's bringing in some coin and there was a delicious scene where he had to explain to Coyle that he sat on a cake. How are you going with this Fandangle thing anyway? Good, I think. Any more weirdos come out of the woodwork? Oh, I wouldn't call them weirdos exactly. Oh, what would you call them then? Admirers with special interests. <laughs> what do they ask for? I sat on a cake. What? No, a cake, I sat on one. And took pictures? Yep. Were you wearing jocks? Yeah, of course I was wearing jocks. Actually, another subscriber wanted a full frontal nudity, but I said no way. Wait, people <laughs> really want to see someone sit on a cake? He was basically trying to get a read on Kyle on whether or not he should do a full frontal photo shoot because he's had a request from Croatia. And you know what? Oh, by the way, he gets the request and he finds out where it's from because Harlow is the current internet whiz, I guess, in the street. She's on the dark dark web. Yeah. Um, and he he tries to figure out and he's like, oh, it's from Croatia. That's fine. Like I don't care. Like, like this is not the internet and it doesn't matter really where someone is, <laughs> you know. Um, Phil in the Neighbours Council has a strong theory that it's Croatia via Mrs. Punt's house. She's just rerouted her um, IP address. And Kyle is kind of like a little bit triggered because of his experience of being filmed without his consent with Amy. Oh, yeah. And he's like, oh, look, mate, you know, it's not all it's cracked up to be to be on you porn. Like... I, I didn't make any money from it. <laughs> yeah. But, um, I mean, the thing is, I guess he's not having sex yet. It, it's going to escalate. But at the moment, he's just making some cold, hard cash from some. With his $1,000 wang, as as my partner put it, because that's what the price point is. 1000 bucks to get his old fella out. Yeah, he had his jocks on when he sat on the cake. Ripped off. Yeah, that's a rip off. I'm yeah, sorry. that is a massive ripoff. Um, but you know what my favourite part of this storyline is, guys? Mm-hmm. That after all is said and done, he's still just working at the hotel. Because he's the not. backpacker, no, the backpackers is the hotel. It's oh. Paul. He's just employed by Paul again. Yeah, Paul's writing his ass now about, you know, oh, no, you can't have some studio space in here. Mate, it's meant to be a bloody artist's mm. colony. There are meant to be spaces that they can utilise, like studio space would make a, a lot of sense. And how's Paul pulling the shonky businessman act and going, oh, no, nah, I'm raising the rent or whatever. I'm like, you can't raise it after two weeks. Do you love how, like, the Victorian government came out, like, two days later and said you can't raise the rent till 2020? Like, they're responding oh. to Paul. <laughs> <laughs> but um, where are the other tenants? He hasn't found any yet because he wants to put an exhibition on first because he's doing it ass backwards. Um, no, Paul said, have you started the marketing plan? That's what Paul wants him to do, get other tenants. But he's all just like, oh, I got this thing that I dreamed about for 48 hours that was so important to me for 48 hours. So now it's not important to me and I'm going to have an exhibition. That's the my only passion in life. It's so funny. He's, he's doing this to prove himself to his girlfriend's dad who's going through the same thing. Like I need to be an engineer tomorrow to prove to everyone that I'm successful. It's like, guys, 
this is, you know, the tortoise and the hare story here. You've got to pace yourself. And I don't think anyone should be doing this course in one year if this is what it's done to somebody. Mm. Hmm. I think next week the UK is going to catch up to the actual bum cake episode and Neighbours Tube on Twitter wants to organise a big hashtag protest to try and get the UK to sync up with Australia again. So keep an eye out on, on the socials. When they decide on a hashtag, I think it's going to be like Neighbours Sync or something like that. Um, I think Wednesday is when they're going to tweet because they want – everyone's upset because they wanted bum cake to be enjoyed globally. Everyone can have a slice. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Um, look, speaking as an Australian podcaster who podcasts weekly about neighbours, I would be quite happy for them to take a three-week hiatus in Australia over Christmas. I would love it. I, hey, even before then, let's have yeah. a spring hiatus. Yeah. We don't have to do it then. We could do it now. Celebrate lockdown lifting. Hmm. Oh, but we love you all. <laughs> just need a, need a recharge. Yeah. No, but we just, we we, we want to be, our whole community to be, to be up to date with where oh, we definitely. are. We just we want to talk about it live again, right? So come on. Neighbours. Um, well, let's do citizen shitizen. Let's do it. All right, I've got a shitizen. Mackenzie. Read the room, love. Come on, nobody wanted this weird party for someone's twentieth anniversary. Um even the cabaret singer that she'd booked. No, I mean, it. Sheila vomited her way out of it. What was it? It was the emu egg that she ate. It was yeah. off. You'd think, you'd think you'd notice that. I guess it's kind of like bat. you got to cook it really well. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So, yeah, Mackenzie, you're annoying. Just study, for goodness sake. You've annoyed me two weeks in a row now. I'm going to give, look, it, this is difficult, but I'm going to give Shittazen to Roxy. I think that she just waited too long to tell people what was going on with Shane. I think there'll be a lot of backlash about the length of time that she kept his Shane's secret for. Yeah, I mean, Roxy is going to – Roxy is always the whipping boy of the street, isn't she? Yeah, she really is. I would like to give shit as another week to Shane. Not because he went through a hard time, but because when he was caught – with his pants down. When he was caught red-handed. <laughs> with his pants down. In in his smacky shed. White-faced and sweaty. And he was hauled into the car to drive 10 hours home. And the jig was well and truly up. He still thought he could lie to his wife about it? What? I mean, I guess he was right. <laughs> the cat dragged him in and she still didn't suspect anything. But at that point, buddy, you got to own up to your situation. I don't know, I reckon he'd just go, well, this has served me well for the last 20 years. I'll just keep on lying. This is just how I smell. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, I've got some late-breaking neighbours-adjacent news. The Masked Singer has been shut down. Um, with stars having what? to self-isolate after an outbreak of coronavirus on set. Shut the front yep. door. Oh, no. That was our one joy. <laughs> that was all, well, not all we had left, but that was a good percentage. Thank goodness The Bachelor was filmed ahead. I thought The Must Singer was filmed ahead, isn't it? I think it's a few weeks. There are a few weeks okay. ahead of us. So there might be a couple more episodes that we can see. 
Oh, but what God. about Bonnie's reveal? Bonnie, when she turns out to be what? <laughs> Who was it? Jade McRae? Was that? <laughs> Jessica Mowboy. Oh, okay. Well, we, we need to shut this down so we can read up on what the hell's happened. Yeah. We'll keep, keep posted in the Neighbours Council on Facebook or Neighbours Pod on Twitter, CJ. CJ the Hot Mess Mum on Instagram and TikTok. Kate? I'm at Remude on Twitter and um, follow me if you'd like to get daily updates on the stupid things Melburnians have been doing to um, receive COVID fines of $1,600 because I film yep. the news every night because they have some hilarious graphics showing the, the, the stupidest things people have done in the last 24 hours. Yeah. Kate's COVID shame file is a daily highlight in our house. Oh, and how, and how good was it this week? Because Nay Tweets um, made their own... Um, Channel 9 based graphic showing that um, Aaronsborough school principal observed having lunch at coffee shop during school hours and and then with the 9 banner underneath saying entire suburb evades lockdown. Locals haven't heard of (laughs) COVID-19. And I was like, (laughs) well done. Perfect. Um, And my other podcast is Daily Baby where you can hear me talk about raising baby Dr. Carl during a pandemic. Um, And we will chat to you lot next week. And I have an idea for another musical parody in the the works. Strap in.